Welcome to Inside MTV Siesta Key. I'm Laura Finaldi. And guys, I'm here by myself this week. Brian's not here. He has a lot to do right now. So I'm podcasting solo, but I wanted to make sure that I got this up for you guys to make, you know, make sure we could talk about what happened on this latest episode because it was a lot. A lot happened, as usual. But um, to me, there were a lot of genuine interesting moments i thought um including a lot of the poly stuff i find that really interesting and some of the Kara and garrett stuff i really love them together you know you guys know that i like to call them carrot but um i just i just hope that they can work it out but you know without going on too much let's just get into it and you know you guys just let me know what you think of the episode you can tweet at me my twitter is laura ethan aldi um, or you can reach us uh, and through email as well. You can reach me via email. My email is elfinaldi at heraldtribune.com. Love to hear your thoughts on this episode, but let's get into it. So at the beginning, we hear that Brandon has actually been touring and making some money off of his tour, which is good. It's not an easy thing to do. Um, so we see him, Kelsey, and Canvas having what looks to be some sort of classy pool party and I say classy because they're drinking red wine by the pool which Ben I think tweeted out that that seemed like an interesting choice and I I didn't think that when I watched it but upon further review I've determined that yeah that's kind of odd to drink red wine by the pool especially if it's a hot day you know you're better off drinking like sangria or champagne or something like that but anyway so this is where Brandon finds out that Madison is single again and he's very excited and Canvas is like hey you're both freshly single so maybe you should do something about that. And did you guys realize I had no idea that Kelsey and Brandon were such good friends? Maybe they're not. Maybe it's just the way that the show has put them together for this episode. But I thought it was interesting. Like, I was like, when, since when do those two hang out? And it was it's also kind of odd this season that Kelsey seems to be um, relegated in this way to just like a side character. Uh, the, these past couple episodes, especially because normally she's got her own storyline, but it's it was interesting to see her like as a supporting cast member and it makes me wonder why um because we really have, hadn't really heard much from her other since the um Jacob and Jared stuff happened so that's interesting but Brandon you know as of right now says that his focus is on self-care so you go girl do your thing you want to do self-care great um but as we as we know from the end of the episode that kind of takes a left turn after a certain point. So next we're at Juliet's parents' house and Chloe comes over. Juliet's doing a purge, getting rid of Alex's stuff. She deleted all of his pictures on Instagram. She says she's not kidding when she says they're over. And Alex, I guess, was really bothered by the fact that she deleted all of the photos, which I guess I understand. But and so I guess to him, that means that it's really over. And what do you guys usually do? Like when you break up with someone, do you delete those photos on Instagram. I I have done that in the past. Um, but some it just depends. Like, I guess it depends on how hard the breakup is and I guess like how ashamed you are of your past choices. But I think I'm kind of mixed on that. But I think it's for Juliet, it seems like it was her way of letting Alex know and maybe subliminally letting herself know that it's really over so she can start to move on, which I think is good because she's had a hard time getting rid of that relationship for a while. 
So we see Alex at his parents' house playing pool with his dad, and it seems like his dad isn't totally keyed in on the situation. His dad's like, so uh, are you and Juliet still fighting? And he tells Alex tells Gary, Juliet broke up with me, and that it's been hard to concentrate. And his dad says, you can't let your studies go down. You can't get your studies back. Um, Juliet says that she feels bad, that Alex feels bad, which I think is... A pretty typical reaction for somebody who is going through a breakup, especially if you legitimately care about the other person. Um, But she's also mad that he continues to deny that anything happened between himself and that girl when she's fairly certain that something did happen. And I think I'm, I'm fairly certain something happened, too. I mean, when you walk in, you see something with your own eyes... It's just, it just doesn't look good. Just doesn't look good. Um, and just knowing Alex's history, it's hard to believe that he wouldn't do anything. Um, and Chloe says Alex can never admit that he's wrong. And Alex says that he's feeling, he tells his dad that he's feeling bullied, at which point I wrote down, oh no, poor baby. Because it's like that really kind of scary relationship dynamic. You know, when you start like saying goodbye to your friends or, you know, cause I think what Alex is saying is that he feels bullied because like Juliet's friends are putting ideas into her head that he's bad for her or that she should stay away from him. But he's not like, he shouldn't be blaming them. Like he just doesn't take responsibility for anything. He just blames everyone else for his bad decisions and bad behavior. And like when you start to ice yourself out of your friendships, that is, for, for a relationship, like, that's a really, really bad sign, I think. Um, and his dad just tells him to keep a cool head. Juliet wants a smooth, easygoing breakup, um, which, good luck with that. She seems a lot more level-headed, I think, in this episode. Like, much more clear than we've seen pretty much at all this season and I don't really know probably most of last season too but she like actually seems like she's been able to reflect on the relationship and it's not consuming her anymore she's not spending as much time worrying about Alex or what he's doing I mean obviously as we learn later once she finds out about stuff that he's doing she gets upset but overall it seems like she's a lot more clear about everything, a lot less emotional about it, which is good because that's just hard to be that emotional all the time. I say that as a very emotional person. But I wrote down, um, he seemed determined to make her life miserable. Like, I think what I remember happening is that he said that if she doesn't take him back, like he's going to get really mad, something along those lines. So that's a little bit scary because... Like, think about it. If she just keeps holding her ground, like he's going to try to be sweet to her for a little while to try to get her back. But once he learns that it's really over, it's going to be, it could get bad because when Alex doesn't get what he wants, I I don't know, like it, it seems like he will do anything to hurt the other person or try to get into her skin. I mean, I've seen relationships like that before and it's kind of scary, but hopefully he won't do that hopefully like his parents will help him become like better behaved his mom seems like a really nice person so I don't know it's it's a little bit 
concerning, but I mean, I'm glad that it seems like Juliet has a lot of good friends around to support her. But anyway, so we see Canvas and Jared at Livingston's Amusements, which is in Sarasota. It's not too far off the real Siesta Key. It's on Clark Road here in Sarasota. Um, And Canvas is the one that tells Jared that Ben and Madison broke up. And now we have a love triangle. So exciting. I don't think anyone asked for this love triangle. Sorry. Um, But they have one. So here we go. Um, And Canvas, she seems to characterize Madison quite a bit. She calls her the girl next door that would make the perfect wife. Jared says that Madison's easy to talk to, um, which it seems like they have a nice relationship, the two of them. I mean, obviously we saw the way that Madison talked to Jared about his PTSD. That was really, really sweet, I thought. But I just, I think that it's interesting. I I hope that Jared can work on himself because I know it's easy to just jump into a relationship when you want to feel better or something to do, but he, uh, I think he has a lot of work to do on himself. So hopefully he can get help and spend more time with like good friends. Cause it seems like him and canvas are really good friends, which is nice, but we'll see. Um, and now the next scene back at fresh salon and spa on main street in Sarasota, which is right down the road from our Herald Tribune newsroom. It's on Main Street, like I said, and we've seen them there before. Um, Kara and Chloe are getting their hair done. Kara's getting her hair curled. looks really, really pretty, I thought. Um, And Kara is telling Chloe about how she saw Alex and she went to his house. And Chloe is like, Kara, like, what are you doing? And Kara tells her nothing happened. Um... And that she feels bad for Alex because nobody's on his side. And Chloe says, nobody should be on his side. Um, And Kara brings up an interesting point, how her and Alex used to be friends before Juliet came into the picture. It wasn't necessarily always a sexual thing. They were friends. And And then when Juliet came into the picture, it was like they couldn't be friends anymore. And I get that. Like... When you have a friend who you have romantic history with, and but then they kind of just become your friend, it can be a little bit awkward when they start dating someone new or you start dating someone new because your new significant other could be uncomfortable with that. And I mean, I kind of get it. I, I think I've felt that way before in my relationships. I feel if, if someone's like really, really good friends with their ex, you're going to question it, but I think you can kind of assess on your own as to whether or not that relationship's inappropriate. But Julia is obviously very against Alex and Kara being friends, which I think is somewhat justified, at least from Alex's standpoint, because we know how Alex usually handles these things. And we saw how Alex told Kara, you don't think I'm getting you back a few episodes ago after him and Juliet got into a fight. So anyway, Chloe is upset that Kara told her this information because she says it puts her in an uncomfortable position. And so for some, it seems like ever since Chloe and Juliet got into that big fight earlier this season, that Chloe is determined to not piss Juliet off. Like she's just like, there's no way I don't want to get in the middle because Juliet made her life really, really difficult for a long time or at least a few episodes I think and she doesn't want to deal with that again and so it seems like Chloe is always gonna 
go with what Juliet wants, which I think Juliet's a little bit of a bully, but we'll get to that later. But yeah, that kind of seems like that's where it is. And Kara was like, please don't tell her. And I mean, come on, Kara. She's she's going to tell her. So now we get to the next scene, which is at the mansion. And guess who shows up? It's Polly. Yep. Polly is, you know, post being cut out of the trust fund. And I wrote this in my recap, you guys, but I was just watching this episode and watching this segment. And Polly is like, at least in the show, and obviously I've seen his Instagram live stories. So I think that this is possibly really who he is. But he is like, it's like a, it's like a joke almost. Like he is such a, if you were writing a TV show about some stoner kid who has a trust fund and like is drunk all the time, like, and wears t-shirts to say ridiculous things, like it would be that guy. That is the exact character you would create. So Polly shows up with a t-shirt that says drunk millionaire and this pink hat. He's still got that stringy hair. It looks like it's like a joke. And then he's talking about how he needs to get a job. And Alex says, maybe my mom will give you a job. And Polly says, he's above that, basically. He's a classically trained pianist. He's a musician. And like he keeps saying he wants to go get a drink. Like, I want a drink. I want a drink. And Alex is like, come on. Drinking is not the option. This is actually happening. And then this guy shows up to take Polly's car away. And Polly keeps trying to tell this guy, you can't do that. You're trespassing. This is private property. You can't do that. And he tries to get Alex to intervene. And Alex is like, that's your grandma's car, bro. I'm not doing anything. I'm not going to get in trouble. It's not your car. It's like, it's so funny to me because like Polly can't even see how like ridiculous he's being. And that's evidenced even further later on in the episode when he tells Garrett and he tells Alex's mom that he's basically just going to do this until his grandmother gives him his trust fund back. It's it's just it's just so funny because like what would be the downside in just getting a job? Like you have to give up some time. I mean, what's the harm? Do, what do you do like with all your time? Just sit around and like drink and maybe he does music and stuff, but you know, I mean, you have to do something to make money. It's like, do you really want to just keep doing that for the rest of your life? I don't know. I don't get it, but that's just me. Anyway, we're back at, we're at Chloe's apartment now. Chloe and Juliet are together and uh, Chloe tells Juliet what happened. Juliet gets upset and what happened with Alex and Kara, which is nothing, but also Kara went over there and nothing happened. And Juliet I mean, I I should have known she was going to do this right away. But she's like immediately like, does Garrett know? And then she texts him immediately, like immediately texts Garrett and is like, oh, did you know Kara went over to Alex's house? And it's just like she just it seems like this happens every single time Juliet gets upset. She tries to bring the other people down with her. I mean, that's just what we've seen happen over and over again. Like when they all went to Miami and Kara showed up and Juliet was upset and Juliet looks at Chloe and goes, are you, are you glad that she's here though? Even though Chloe didn't have any part in it. Like she just wants to blame everyone else for, she just wants to make everyone else miserable. It seems like, and it's not that Kara 
shouldn't have told Garrett what happened, but it's like Juliet didn't have to get involved. Like she, who knows how much time had passed? Like if it had been a day or two days and I mean, if Carrot even seen Garrett, but it's just, it was frustrating to see. But, and I was also like, why does she have Kara's number in the first place? Like, do they text? What would they text about? They don't even like each other. But so she did text Kara and say that she needed to talk to her. And that was when I was like, why does she have Kara's number? But anyway, so now we get Brandon at his parents' house, which is a nice house overlooking the water. His mom wants to know how he's doing now that he and Camilla have broken up. Um, Brandon says he misses her, but he doesn't miss the drama. He wants to focus on his music career. And his mom says, oh, it's okay. Your doors doors will open for you. It's just funny how he says that he wants to focus on his music career and not on like relationships, but then immediately starts, stops talking about Matt or starts talking about Madison. And his mom doesn't say anything. She's not like, hey, didn't you just say you wanted to focus on your music career? But whatever. Um, he still has feelings for her. His mom says, she's a special lady. You have to follow your heart. His mom does seem really, really sweet. Um, and his mom says, you should probably have a discussion with her because you don't know how she feels and who knows. And I'm just like, I mean, why are they doing this? Why, why is MTV doing this to us, you guys? Like, why do we have to root for Brandon or Jared to get Madison. It's like, I don't root for either of them. I, Brandon cheated on her. Like, are we supposed to be excited about that? I know some of you are because I've seen polls on Facebook and stuff. People are like, oh, should Brandon and Madison get back together? And they like them together. But I mean, he cheated on her. Like, come on. Like the ship has sailed. It's just, anyway. She needs someone that's not going to cheat on her, in my opinion. But So then we get the best thing, amazing footage of Polly walking on the side of a busy road because he doesn't have a car. Like, it was funny. I, I loved it. That was great footage. Um, I mean, it's just classic. It's just classic. So he shows up at Alex's mom's company, which is called So Staged Events. I think that's the full name, but I may be missing a word. So he's there to ask for a job. He said he'd hate to go filling out job applications because that is the worst. And (laughs) Beth, Alex's mom, is like, okay. (laughs) Yes, Polly, filling out job applications is the worst. But I mean, there's so many businesses in Sarasota. There's so many restaurants, so many places you could work. It probably wouldn't take that much work. But anyway, I digress. Beth says, I do require applications. She's hiring, but with that said, there are rules. And it's funny because you know that if it was anyone but Polly that was part of her family, she probably wouldn't make them fill out an application. But he's so transparent with the fact that he just wants to get a job until his grandmother reinstates the trust fund. He says, how many breaks do we get? Which... I mean, the way he said it and the way he looked at her, like he had to be kidding. I'm sure that was a joke that someone told him to say, but whatever. And she's like, it's called so staged, not so stoned, no drinking or being high. And because he's asking about smoke breaks and like smoking things other than cigarettes, which, you know, so staged, not so stoned is pretty funny. 
And she asks him if he's good with power tools. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Why would you give him power tools? But whatever. Um, so he needs a job until his grandmother gives him his car and his trust fund back. So we'll see about that. Um, we get a scene of Garrett and Jared playing basketball and where Jared says he's been, play- he's been hanging out with Madison a lot more and he's hoping for the best. Um, Garrett talks about how he got a huge job opportunity to be able to travel and be a full-time trainer. And he has been avoiding Kara ever since he got Juliet's text about um, Kara going over to Alex's house, which, okay. I mean, I get it. Like, you don't want to deal with it. You're mad. I don't think I'd ever be able to ignore somebody for more than, like, four hours without being like, oh, no, I should probably say something. Like, And the whole time be thinking about, like, okay, how can I show that I'm mad, but also, like, get my point across and, like, I don't know. It would just, I when it comes to stuff like that, I can't really ignore people for that long, but that's just me. So good for Garrett for being able to stand his ground on that. Um, yeah, and uh, they're talking about why it is that girls want to be around Alex, which I don't get it either, you guys. I just don't get it, and I don't think most of you do. And Jared's like, man, no one's treated me like shit this week. Let me go to Alex's house. That's, a, I mean, that's as like a joke. And I mean, what is, what is it about Alex? Is it the money? It must be. Cause he's just, I don't know. Anyway. Um, so Garrett hasn't told Kara about the job opportunity yet, but we will see. Um, I don't think they ended up talking about it at the end, but that will probably be a future plot line. So that's cool. Now we get Chloe and Kara at Wicked Cantina, which is a Mexican restaurant here in Sarasota. There's two locations, one on US 41, which is which is Tamiami Trail, not too far from downtown, and another one up, I think it's Bradenton Beach. Yeah, it's up in Manatee County, so it's a little bit north of here. But I actually I love that place. I went there about two weeks ago when my friend was visiting and they have the best queso I've had in Sarasota by far. So they have really good food. They have $5 margaritas on some nights too. So that's a really good deal. They should probably sponsor this podcast because look, I mean, you guys, I am not above taking money for stuff. Just kidding. I don't do that. I'm a journalist, but like, you know, in this like fantasy world, you know, I just have brands sponsoring me so I could be rich and, you know, live a, fabulous life but anyway so Kara's is upset because she is like Chloe why did you tell Juliet Garrett's been ignoring me and Chloe's like I don't feel bad what you did was wrong and it's like no Chloe like I, I don't I don't think so anyway but and then Chloe says this this line, which is just, come on, a complete lie, probably. She says, is there a part of me that thought she would text Garrett? No. Of course. What did you think was going to happen? It's Juliet. Of course she's going to text Garrett. Like, of course she would. I don't know. Like, she she was definitely going to do that no matter what. Um, And it's just, I mean, Chloe basically says, it's not my fault. You're the one that went over there. But like, it's really, it is kind of her fault in this, in this case. She didn't have to tell Juliet because she's created a whole other problem. Like 
I think it's possible to be friends with two people that hate each other or like be in an awkward position. I mean, it's actually that's that's actually pretty hard. But I think like Juliet, it seems like I don't and I don't know like what Chloe and Juliet's relationship is actually like in real life. Just this is just based on what I've seen on the show. You guys so like don't come for me. But I mean, for Juliet to demand that loyalty from from Chloe, Kara well, does not demand that loyalty. Kara's like, okay, you can like she doesn't give Chloe a hard time about being friends with Juliet. It's just not fair. Like you have to understand, like that your friend is allowed to do whatever they want. You can't control your friend in that way. I think you have to just let people do what they want. And if and if they want to you know, be loyal to you than they will. And, but you can't tell people or force people to be loyal to you. It's just going to be just going to be a mess, I think. Um, and I just don't think Chloe had to get involved with Kara and Garrett. Like it's, it's a whole other thing. Like if you know your girlfriend does something wrong, then, you know, you, I think keep the secret, but at the same, this is, this is obviously a very, like, it's a situation with a lot of different variables. It depends on the, the situation and like what happened and who could possibly be harmed by it. But like for something like this, I feel like for me, if I were Chloe and Kara told me this, I would say you really should tell Garrett, like you need to tell him. And I would make sure like, like, you know, that she told him, but it's not like it's that bad. It's not like she slept with Alex. It's not like it's like a pattern. It's just, it's not, worth it in my opinion and nothing happened so we i mean we saw it guys we saw it on the on the screen so kara's like really worried that garrett's gonna break up with her and speaking of garrett the next scene is with him and polly and i don't know what polly's doing trying to train with garrett i guess impress his grandmother but i mean okay so uh Garrett's training him and I was impressed by how high Garrett can like get his knees when he's running. I can't really do that. Like I I ran yesterday and I always try to run like with my knees like like that, like higher, not like going out to the sides, but it's difficult. And Polly's like trying to do the same thing and he's like I need my Rocky music right now and MTV does not give it to him. They give him like some dumpy music that's just like, you know, like this dinky music. It's it's funny. But so yeah, so Polly's like side shuffling and he's like, I'm doing this for the car. I'm doing this for the car. And it was it was funny. And I, I think it was like one of those things where like they knew it was funny when they were filming it, too. So Polly probably like watched it and laughed at himself. Um, so then we got Julia and Kara over by the water. Um, I couldn't tell where this was exactly in Sarasota. Like I'm pretty new to the area, so... I can recognize certain, this is like right by the Gulf, but it's not on the beach. It's like a waterfront and you can see a bridge in the background. I'm sure some of you know exactly where it is and you're like screaming at me right now. But um, yeah, so I didn't know exactly where it was, but let me know if you, if you guys know where it is. Um, but they're having a confrontation and Juliet's like, why did you think it was okay to go over to Alex's? And Kara's like, I wasn't really concerned with what you were going to think. I don't owe you anything. You've never been nice to me. Julia is like really proud of the fact that she texted Garrett, whatever. Um, and Kara eventually says that she regrets going over. She's embarrassed that she supported him. 
and that she knows that Alex has lied to Juliet in the past. And because of that, Juliet apologizes and says she's sorry that she texted Garrett and they basically reach a deal where Juliet promises not to get involved with Kara and Garrett's relationship if Kara stays away from Alex, which, okay, good, like, wonderful. Um, I don't think that Kara should have to stay away from Alex. I mean, it's, um, I mean, unless they're, like, doing anything, like, sexual, I don't really... Juliet's just really hates Kara. Like, she, I, don't, I don't remember her ever speaking to like Kara when she came around at the beginning of the season like I think she just hated her right off the bat so I don't know I just don't think she has really much of a right but I mean if Kara and Alex are hooking up that's a whole other thing then it's like becomes an issue for Garrett obviously but I don't know that's my opinion but anyway so they strike a deal and who knows if they'll keep it my guess is probably someone will break it and that will be a plot line at some point but so we get Brandon and Madison at what looks like Bayfront Park in Sarasota. And they're talking about uh, Madison saying, Brandon, tell me about your exciting world tour. Um, and that, you know, she still kind of has feelings for Ben, but it's weird. And Brandon is like, well, I didn't like Ben. And Madison's laughing and Brandon's like, bye, Ben. So it's like good riddance to Ben. And. I don't think he's going to be on the show anymore because I don't, does he actually live in Sarasota? I don't know, but yeah, I I wouldn't, I wouldn't really miss seeing Ben. He was just, I don't know. You have all this history with Madison and then you do sketchy stuff. And I know Madison and Ben have said on Twitter that he hasn't really done as much stuff as the show makes it out to be, but still, I don't know. It's, I have get like a weird vibe. So, Brandon, in the teaser before, we see him tell Madison that he thinks they should be single together, but it doesn't end up being like a sexual thing. It's more like he's like, I'm here for you. And any guy would be lucky to have you. You won't be single for long. So, I mean, that's interesting because, I don't know, just the way he looks at her, he obviously is really into her, but I just don't know. Like, I don't think they're going to get back together. I don't think they are. Um and he's, we won't be single for long. It's like, well, maybe she wants to be single. Like, what's wrong with that? It's good to be single sometimes if you've been in a relationship or like one after the other. I don't know. Just my my opinion. Um, so then we get Garrett and Carrot. <laughs> See what I did? Garrett and Carrot. Carrot. Kara and Garrett. <laughs> um, on a rooftop. It looks like the Art Ovation rooftop in Sarasota. There's no sign, but the reason I say that is because it's too short to be the Hyatt rooftop, so I'm pretty sure it's Art Ovation. So they're on a rooftop. Garrett's upset. He doesn't know what to believe. He says that every time Alex needs your attention, you're there for him. He has high hopes. He had high hopes for Kara as his girlfriend, and I have to say, you know... Kara does take responsibility for it. She says that I shouldn't have gone over. It's completely blown up in my face. And she says nothing happened. And this experience has made her realize how afraid she is to lose him. She tells him that she cares about him. She doesn't even want to think about it anymore. And it's hard for him because she messed up, but she doesn't know what else to say. 
And it seems like he believes her, I think, that nothing happened. But, like, I don't think that matters. And I, and I get it. Garrett has been burned by Alex a lot. So there's Kelsey first. Then there was Juliet. Now it's Kara. And he didn't, and Kara didn't do anything with Alex, but I get it, man. Like any girl like that's associated with Alex, like, and that, you know, I, I mean, if I were him and I, and every single one of my girlfriends kept like doing sketchy stuff or like, not that what Kara did was necessarily that sketchy or like, you know, stuff with the same guy, then I would be like, I'm not dealing with this guy anymore. Like anyone that like is involved with this guy, like, or does anything with him. Like I would probably stay away because if you've been burned that many times, it's like, I just don't want to deal with it. So he needs to think about it and I get it, but I hope that they can work it out. And I think that I kind of believe Kara when she says that she like doesn't want to lose him. I think she's learning that we've seen little glimpses of vulnerability from her with Garrett these past couple episodes. So, you know, I think that she can, I think that they can pull it together. And I did see on Instagram recently that it was Kara's birthday and there was this cute Instagram video of Carrot. God, I keep doing the carrot thing. Okay, Kara carrying Garrett. Or Garrett carrying Kara. I can't do this, you guys. It's like there's too much going on. But anyway, so he was carrying her to her car on her birthday, which I thought was really cute. So it looks like they may have worked it out, but I don't know for sure. We'll see. Um, so we get a flashback. Alex and Juliet apart. It's like they're trying to be like, oh, look, they miss each other. It's like, I, and I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. Like they don't, they shouldn't be together. That's my opinion. I just don't think they're good together and they should move on. And, but Juliet's like doing her thing, teaching a pure bar class, um, which is cool. I just started doing pure bar, so that was kind of interesting. But good for her. She's got a job. She's working. Um, And then we get the montage at the end with Jared driving over to Madison's mom's house with flowers, seeing Brandon at the door about to leave, and then getting sad, driving away, and throwing flowers into a very strategically placed trash can. Good job, MTV, on that one. And driving away. So sad. And I don't know what's going on. I don't know, like, what's going on with Brandon and Madison. I don't know. I I highly doubt that Jared and Madison is going to happen. My feeling is that if anything's going to happen, it's going to be Brandon and Madison, which, I mean, please no, but okay. Um, And then we see the teaser for next week, which I didn't really write too much down about that other than, did you guys know that Juliet has been underage this whole time? I did not know that. So I I don't know what to think about that, but it's kind of crazy. It kind of explains a little bit of stuff, though, because I didn't realize how young she was. But anyway, so that was this week. There's a lot to unpack. Um, Yeah, a lot of stuff, a lot of relationship dynamics, a lot of interesting spots. So we'll see what happens next week. Will Polly get his trust fund back? Will Alex and Juliet have a scene together? Please God, no more. Will we get anything from Kelsey? 
Will Kara and Garrett work it out? I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait till next week. And exciting announcement about next week. So um, I believe we have two episodes left of this season. And so that means we have two more episodes left of the podcast for this season. You know, hopefully we'll get a third season or maybe another half of the second season. I don't really know. I should probably double check on that. But so if so, obviously we'll have the podcast back. But next week I'm going to have Jimmy Gertz on with me. Jimmy is the entertainment reporter at the Herald Tribune. And he is the guy who was doing the CSK recaps before I was doing them. And he didn't, you know, we kind of switched that up because... I have a thing for reality TV and he didn't really want to do it anymore. But Jimmy has agreed to watch the episode next week and recap with me because Brian's going to be busy again next week. But yeah, so we'll talk to you guys next week and uh, have a great week. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of... uh human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.